It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. JT, back with you. Hour number two. Feels good to be inside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Interviewed the head coach, Josh McDaniels, for the final time, not of the offseason, but the final time of the regular season. Although we had a pretty good in-depth conversation. He had a lot to say about the Raider Nation. I think you're going to be impressed with that as they prepare for Kansas City after a very unique week here. Tremendous week here overall and what happened. But the best news in general is the news coming out of Cincinnati when it comes to a player that went down and needed cardiac arrest and CPR, went down for cardiac arrest, needed CPR to be revived. Now Hamlin shows substantial improvement, which is great news today. They actually had the press conference with the doctors, which was very important, and I'm happy they were able to do that. We weren't going to get that press conference night one or day two. That's the last thing doctors want to do is go out there and have any type of press conference when a guy's still in critical condition and it's not conscious. They're not going to do that. So it took a couple of days for them to do that. And now, as you can see, they have better news and they want to talk about it, which is what they should do. So I'm okay with that. And that's good news. And everybody should be excited about that. Before we get to Levi Edwards, who will join us here in a minute, a little Devante sound from yesterday, Devante Adams, the big sound bite was the most important one. Everyone's speculating. He's under contract, and everybody's speculating about his future. Here's what he said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I I came here. You know, I wouldn't have been here or ended up here um, originally probably, you know, if Derek wasn't here. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be here, you know, in, in the event that he's not here. Um, he's my, that's, that's my boy. Obviously, I got his back through anything. I think I've made that more than clear at this point, and, and I support him and support everything that he has, um, you know, moving forward as well. But... Um, you know, my, my dream was to play for this team before he was a Raider, obviously. And at this point, I want to, you know, obviously try to make this thing work and, and, and continue on doing what I'm doing here and, um, you know, myself get better and obviously see the team grow and get better as well. Yeah, that was an important soundbite from him because it, it shuts the noise down of people who don't know what they're talking about saying, Devontae's not happy. He plays golf with Derek. He's going to leave. He's a football player under contract. He's one of the greats to ever play his position. He's trying to get a gold jacket. He's going to play and do his job. Here's Devontae talking about Stidham's game and how he was able to hang in the pocket and make some big plays. A couple plays where uh, Jared was making some plays with his legs in the pocket, maneuvering around. The touchdown throw to you. As a wide receiver, when your quarterback decides, okay, it's time to maybe you know, check off something and, and go make some plays or get some maneuverability and some space, What's, how is it for you as a wide receiver working in concert? I mean, it's it's fun. It's obviously something I got a lot of experience doing, um, playing with Aaron for such a long time. You get used to some of the off-schedule stuff, and um, you know that's what the really good quarterbacks do is they extend plays and they and they find a way to whether it's with their legs. You know, he did that a couple times, or if it's just buying a little bit more time and and holding on until the last second. Like you know, that's, that's not easy to do. You got to be a pretty tough guy to sit in there and you know take a hit like that just to make sure you, you know, you you're giving it everything you got as far as um, exhausting all your options. So. 
Um, I got a lot of respect for just the way he sees the game in that aspect because you saw that in preseason. And then, you know, you never know if it's going to pan out like that when, the, you know, it's real live bullets when the, when the season starts. But to see that, I was definitely impressed to, to know that he has that in his bag and, um, you know, that, that he's, he's tough enough to hold on to, to make any play work. Uh, De Devontae's unbelievable as Levi Edwards joins us. Digital reporter for the Raiders. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming in studio. Thank you for having me in, JT. Happy New Year. Always good to see you. You were at practice today. Did you poke around there? What's going on in the building today as the Raiders are back on a short week to host Kansas City? Uh, well, they uh, held indoor practice today, uh, you know, in inside on the in the indoor facility. I said indoor like four times, but <laughs> I thought that was uh, very interesting. Uh, you know, they got on the turf instead of the grass. A very had the speakers up loud, very relaxed vibe. And you, know, you can just definitely tell that people are kind of relaxed and at ease. And even though, of course, the season has not gone the way that they've wanted it to go and they've not picked up as many wins as they like, but at the same time, they're going into their last game of the season and they know they can let loose and they can they have nothing to lose at this point. All they have to do is just go out and put together some good football and, you know, beat a division a rival and so I think that's the that's the mentality they have so it's yeah nice to see. and that's important because as you know working for this organization you're a young guy you got a long career coming up here hope so they care about those Super Bowls behind you there they don't care about moral victories and that's hard to do when you see Jarrett Stidham come out and throw for 365 and put up 500 yards the team against the number one rated defense. So you want everybody for the field good, right? You want everybody to get back to practice, even though they lost and said, wow, I could see something different here. Maybe we're catching fire here after the end of the year, especially on offense. Most definitely. And of course you have a uh, Raider nation. You have all the fans that probably don't want the team to win this game necessarily for draft position. But I think I can speak for the guys in the locker room when I say, I don't think they give a damn about you know, draft position. They want to win this game and they want to go out, you know, swinging, showing that, you know, they're capable of beating a really good football team in Kansas City. And they also have a lot to prove going into next season, you know, with Josh McDaniels and Ziegler going to their second year, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be, you know, up for contract and want to, you know, they got to figure out who they want to keep, you know, what things they need to do. And I think that a lot of these guys, they're fighting for their pride. They're fighting, you know, for the guys next to them. And they're also fighting for their future as well. Levi Edwards is our guest. You make a great point. That's very important. Many of the guys, I, I'm saying many, and I probably shouldn't, but I say a number of those guys, the, the number will be bigger than we expect are not going to be back. And that's not going to be because they're bad football players. It's because the philosophy of the organization going forward is different players from different teams, free agency, and the draft, and hopefully a big-time draft of starters. they got to get a couple of starters out of this draft. So some people are playing their last game for the silver and black, and they better play their ass off for that. they got to play that way to put it on tape and also have a legacy here. As you know, Raider fans will remember a pick six forever from a guy who's not here, right? They'll remember a linebacker who has a strip sack if it's his last game as a Raider. I think that's the key to this game. I could care less about draft order. We don't even know who's going to be there at six, seven, or eight. You could trade up above that. You can even trade out of that pick. But it's about pride. And you see that pride every day you go into that locker room. 100%. They're, you know, definitely prideful people uh, just because, you know, they, they, 
work so hard to do what they do and and you know when it comes down to it this is a this is a people's business and they want to win games and you know yesterday I asked Devonte that question Devonte you've you've accomplished so much this season you've accomplished so much in your career like what's still motivating you to play this hard despite being out of the playoffs despite things not going your way despite everything going on with Derek and he said pride that was the first thing he said is pride because I want to play for the for the name on the front of the jersey and the name on the back of the jersey and, and I believe that if more people in the in the locker room or just more people in the NFL in general had that same mindset, you know, it, it'd be incredible. Levi Edwards joins us on a personal note. How cool is that to ask that question? In-house, he knows you. You've been here, training camp, the offseason. you got a chance to meet him. That's a very serious question you're asking him because of his friendship with Derek Carr and knowing what's surrounding his thought process. And he was able to, you know, he was able to put that behind him and go into the game and have a monster game and then make the comments about what he's playing for in this last game. Well, 100%. And, you know, of course, the, the situation is – uh, he has to be going through a lot with the situation, and you know I I can only speak so much on it because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what has happened, uh, but I will say that Devontae has handled it like a true professional. He's come out and he's basically said like, "Look, I know this guy's, you know, I, I came here for this guy, but you know I've played without Derek before." for eight, nine seasons, and I can do it again without him. And this was my dream organization. This is my dream team before he came here, mm-hmm. and I'm still happy to be here. So Devontae has really just uh, been a true professional this season on and off the field, and McDaniels and so many people around the building have mentioned how great he is to have in the locker room just from the effort he puts in. Uh, and he's a very down-to-earth guy of just talking to him. You know, in passing and also you're interviewing him, he's a very honest, very down-to-earth person. Uh, he's a great guy to have in this locker room for sure. Levi Edwards, digital reporter for the Raiders. He does a great job. He's a must-follow. The Levi Edwards, who he helped get to 10,000 Twitter followers. And now yes, sir. you're almost at 12. People drop me. My numbers don't go up. <laughs> your numbers are going up. People uh, are dropping. I have to block people who treat me poorly. And you, you, your numbers are going up here. That's that's my goal. That's my goal in life, uh, to get to the point where uh, I have to start blocking people like like you, JT. I'm oh, not at you don't that wanna, You don't want to follow me on Twitter. You don't want to be part of the blockade. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I unblock people. After a while, I unblock them. I, after six months, and then they come back and say, thank you for unblocking me. The other ones who say something, I have to block them again. But Levi Edwards in studio. I've struggled all year with the defense because I know the effort's there. I know Patrick Graham's a good football coach. I know that Max is potentially a Hall of Famer in the making. I don't like the scheme. I don't like the fact that they play off. They don't play enough bump and run. I don't like the fact that the safeties are so deep. I used to love that, by the way, and I flipped on that. I used to like Merrick as a deep, deep center fielder that plays like Bernie Williams used to for the Yankees. Play deep because you can get everything in front of you. But I think the deeper the safeties play, the more that soft area of the middle of the field where everybody just picks them apart all year. So... I don't know what to say. You know the team as good as me, if not better. Why can't they figure out what's happening in the middle of the field on defense? I think uh, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but you kind of look towards you, – you have to look back at last season in the 2021 season compared to the 2022 season where Gus Bradley um, – Gus Bradley's scheme that he brought to the Raiders was, you know, just to be honest, a lot more simplistic. You know, you do your job, you do it at a high level, try to minimize as much extra stuff that's going on so you can just do, you know, just play as as effortless as you can in, in terms of just mentally just playing, you know, without having all these variables. And I believe that Patrick Graham is a very smart guy. 
And he's an Ivy League grad. He's a very smart guy. He comes into the Raiders and he brings in a very complex defensive scheme that you know has a lot of variables and a lot of parts. And I truly believe it's one of those things where he just has to continue to bring in more people who can fit his scheme, can do the things that he would like to see. I really do think he's a great coach as well. Mm-hmm. And you, and then he also has just kind of had the bad end of the stick with injuries. I mean, we're down. Yep, we're we're going into the last game. There's no Chandler Jones. There's no Denzel Perryman. Rocky Sin has missed the past couple of games. So now you're kind of rolling with, you know, you're, you're basically rolling with a secondary that has some undrafted guys. You're rolling with a linebacker. You, you know, Luke Masterson has been playing very well, mm-hmm. but he's still an undrafted rookie you know, that's getting major snaps and they'll help him moving forward. But it's just a lot of injuries and a lot of guys that still have yet to come in that know the system. And a lot of guys that still on this roster now that have yet to completely get a grasp on things. So I'm really excited to see what moves are made this offseason, just to see what Graham and Ziegler can do to kind of put together, you know, their version of what this defense to be. Because you look at Graham and his track record, and he's been great in in New York with what he's been able to do. He's a smart guy. So we'll see how it works. Levi Edwards, as we wrap it up, I want to end with the offensive line. This is a really critical conversation in the offseason. you got to use a high pick or a high-dollar free agent move to get an offensive lineman. Now, I don't think you need three, but you got to get one. Assuming Andre James has matured into being a legit center in this league, and I think he has. He's had his ups and downs, but I like it. No doubt Dylan Parham's got some growing pains, but he's a starter because he started this year. I don't see him losing that position going into next year. And Colt Miller is the rock. So there could be a right tackle, a right guard. There's got to be a swing tackle. Thea Mumford, I think, will be that guy. I like what they did. I talked to Coach McDaniels about this over an hour ago. They ran the ball for 135 against the Niners' front. So these guys deserve credit for that. And now, did they get blown up on a play or two? Yeah, the last play, Colton got pushed back. That happens. Unfortunate it happened then. But I think the offensive line story got cleaned up a little bit, and it won't be such a drastic problem to fill in the offseason. Do you agree? I 100% agree. Uh, as for the 49ers, I mean, it's Nick Bosa. I mean, yeah. I, it, it, it's it, potential defensive player of the year. You know, this one bad snap for a otherwise pretty great game that Colton Miller had, I would say. When you look at this offensive line, is there any sexy names on it? Is there any guys that, you know, jump off? Uh, you know, uh, no. But when it comes down to it, you look at the numbers. And Josh Jacobs currently is leading the lead in rushing yards. And I don't care who you are. I mean, it, you can't have the number one rusher in the NFL and be a subpar offensive line. And I think a lot of these guys, I think, have played exceptionally well at times. And also when you go to it, of course, you need to you know make some moves and bring in some guys in the offseason. But at the same time, you also look at that unit. It's been a pretty banged-up unit as well. You have Brandon Parker, who's a swing tackle, who is you know poised to be the starter. He goes down against the Jaguars in the preseason. And then you bring in Jesson Haran, who played really well, to have some snaps at Jumbo, Jumbo tight end, fit really well in that right tackle. He goes down. So you have a lot of guys that you still have yet to develop. And so, of course, they'll probably bring in somebody in the draft and the free agency. But I definitely would say that this offensive line has played up to par. They played a lot better than what a lot of people, including myself, thought that they would play up to going into this season. And they should be commended for it. Uh, finally, Levi Edwards, last one. You're a young man. You've been with this team now for a few years. How did DeMar Hamlin going down affect you on Monday Night Football, just from a big-picture perspective? Well, that's that's a that's a very interesting question. Um, 
just because before I got here with the Raiders, I was a I was a crime reporter for the AL dot com, and so every day uh, I would have to report on stories about young African American men like myself that are the same age that just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and, and it makes you realize that life is so precious. And so, of course, I haven't had to deal with too much crime and too much things of that nature, but uh, seeing that injury or seeing that incident that happened with Hamlin, it kind of took me back to that spot where this young man who's 24 years old, you know, one year younger than I am, uh, he's fighting for his life off of something that, you know, doing that he loves, that he prepared and did his whole life for this moment, and, and he almost lost his life because of it. And it's so sad to see, and it also makes you realize how precious life is, and I guess to anyone who's listening, I'll just say, if you love someone, tell them. Uh, if you appreciate someone, tell them. If you respect someone, tell them, because you don't know when you might get another chance. Don't give somebody their flowers when they're when they're gone. Give them to them while they're here. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that things are looking up for Hamlin. Uh, I'm so glad that, you know, things are you know on the right track and the support that he's been able to get. But at the same time, uh, I'm also happy that even though this is a tragic, terrible situation, I'm glad it brings more attention to, to player safety and to how valuable life truly is. Wow. You just blew me away with that. I didn't know the background there and how it affected you. Really appreciate it. So I thank you for coming on last year. I'm counting on you this year because this year this stuff goes away quick, man. And I'm out there going, who are my guys? Let's get them up here. So from the Super Bowl coverage to after that and the offseason, which I think is going to be very active, we'll be counting on you as one of our insiders. And thanks for everything you do. I appreciate you, JT. Thank you so much. It's been a hell of a season. Yes, Levi Edwards, everybody. Good guy, good young man who is building a name in this building for all the work that he does. When we come back on the other side, the voice of this game coming up. It's Jason Horowitz on radio, and it's Steve Levy from ESPN. He's coming upstairs. we got a train of guys coming upstairs today. It started with Levi. Steve Levy will join us next. Kevin Bollinger at the bottom of the hour. I do have time for phone calls on how to beat Kansas City. Raider Nation, you're quiet today. Wake up. We're in the building. Sound off. Let's beat the Chiefs. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by Grimaldi's. At the end of the day, the most important thing for us is that we all can have a productive life, um, you know, during and after football. Um, and I think that uh, any anybody that wants to argue the other point, uh, I think, is missing the point. Um, you know, player safety uh, and health um, is obviously paramount, um, and if you know, and it should be. I mean, that's what we all want to be able to do is try to live some kind of a successful life for as long as we can live it. Um, and so um, anything they can do to make it safer, um, whether it's the things on the helmets and training camp or all the stuff we've gone through, the pat, you know, any of those things that help, um, you know, uh, we should be for, you know, because there's nothing more important than the health of the, of the guys playing the game we love. Josh McDaniels, that was from his presser, my interview with him tomorrow. We play that on Friday. JT, back with you inside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. If you're joining us late, uh, Steve Levy from ESPN is going to join us. He's going to walk in any minute. Also, Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5. He's going to join us before the top of the hour. The cover of the sports page today, the column by Vincent Bonsignor. Vinny, reuniting Tom Brady with McDaniels is a top off-season wish list 
for the franchise. Vinny don't put that out. Vinny don't put that out unless Vinny knows what he's talking about. So the Tom Brady train has opened for some debate. I'm not a big believer in that right now because of the calendar and where we're at. You know, we got Kansas City to get to, but, you know, Tom Brady's not coming. He's hosting a playoff game. And then we could talk about it. When Brady gets eliminated, I'm going to open up the phones to everybody on that topic. Not that you couldn't call in on that now, but this is Jared Stidham's team as we speak. And Jared Stidham is going to deserve the respect out of me in the building right here to talk about him instead of Tom Brady. That's what I do. So whatever you want to do, it's out there. A lot of shows are talking about today as that's their breaking news. Dustin in Detroit listening on the Raiders mobile app. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm actually in Northern California. Okay, it says Detroit here. I'll take your word for it. Hey, how much rain have you gotten up there, man? I lived oh, up there. How, how, how bad's this rain been? It's flooding, man. I mean, I've lived up here my whole life in the mountains, so we're not too worried about it. We got some snow, but now that I'm down in the valley, it is, it is flooding. I've seen some, some crazy videos, but here in Sacramento, it's trees mm-hmm. falling on houses and everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Be careful. Yep. It, what's, up? what's on your yeah, mind? We're def- yeah, definitely. Anyways, I want to give a shout-out to my wife who bought me bought us tickets to go to the game this weekend. Whoa. Yeah, my beautiful wife, Sunny. We just got married on uh, 11-11 November. So we just had a baby this year, and she got me tickets, planned the whole thing, sitting behind the black hole. I'm going to come check you out at the torch. So nice. excited. Yeah, and I, made, I was also calling uh, about Kansas City. I don't want to talk about anything else about, about Kansas City. We mm. need to beat them, and we got to get Kelsey, man. We got it. We got to double-team him. We got to hit him at the line. They got to make sure whatever happens, he does not beat us. You know what's interesting so about that? It, what, what, yeah, what's interesting about that topic is I don't have anything to build on with that. If I had a Kelsey game like two years yeah. ago where they slowed him down, I'd be like, okay, remember that game? Let's. Ra-. I don't even have something to reference the coach about <laughs> about stopping Kelsey. And they're all trying and they're working late night in here trying to figure it out. I just don't think they have the type of linebacker in the middle of the field or who can line up over him. And stay with him because once he gets off the line of scrimmage, he's gone. But if you don't chip him and slow him down, then he has speed as he's going towards your safeties. He's just so good at playing that position. Yeah, it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is. But hopefully, you see a good game and uh, come find us at the torch and uh, tailgating. Well, you're going to tailgate? What, what's your plan? Because I'm in J lot. Oh, yeah, like to- we changed our flight, so we got in. We're getting in at eight thirty, and we're going to go straight straight to tailgate. As soon as they open up, yeah, we're gonna get our, we're gonna go check in early, drop our bags off, and walk straight over and see what we can do. Bring up, bring in my son, my ten year old Rome. He's a huge Josh Jacobs fan. I'm gonna bring mm-hmm. his jersey and try to get it signed or whatever we can do or just anything. Hang out, tailgate. We'll see what goes on. All right, my friend. Um, thanks for sharing that. We love to hear fans who are uh, traveling to games. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right. How about that? Look at that guy's wife. He just got married. He's coming out here for a game. That's what it's all about. Memories are made at games. My podcast partner, Tom Looney, got one more thing I have to do this week. This show tomorrow on a podcast with Looney tonight. And what we said to this, make your memories by going to games. It's tough to have a memory sitting in your TV room, even though a lot of people like watching games and TV, sports books, you a little bit more interaction. I got friends of mine who love to watch the game by themselves. I don't get that. I need to be around people. I love being around people at a football game. Other people don't. I've also talked to friends. I'm talking best friends, guys I grew up with since I've been six years old. And I brought them out here to games here. They said it's like nothing they've ever seen. I brought them to Oakland, too. And Oakland was like such a unique experience for them. 
because of the tailgating, and now they come here and they just can't believe what the stadium looks like. Everybody has a different way to watch football. Guys, I can't sit in a sports book for nine hours. I don't like it. I don't like the vibe that long. I can, I can go to a sports book for two, three hours and watch a game because I don't bet and watch it and have a couple beers with my buddies who got action on the game. That's fun to do. I just can't do it all day. I can't sit there for nine hours in a sports book. I lose my mind, but I got friends who do that, and they love it. And then other people who kind of do a little bit of both. I even know Raider fans who tailgate. Some of them who don't go to the game. They come out for the tailgate. Then they go back home and watch the game to each his own. But the difference between this is that the fact that the tailgating in Las Vegas is there. A lot of people just don't know about it. Because SoFi Stadium's getting a lot of heat today. I don't know if you saw the tweet that Barstool put out. Barstool put out a tweet, the national championship game. Coming up on Monday night between Georgia and TCU, SoFi Stadium outlawed tailgating. Now, there is a little light tailgating if you have a corporate invite to one of those corporate tents. Most people don't. SoFi Stadium is the largest parking lot I've ever been to in my life. I am dead serious. Only thing I've seen that's close to that is Oakland, because Oakland has a massive parking lot. Remember San Diego, when we used to go to Jack Murphy and you go all around, San Diego's parking lot was massive unbelievably massive and then you look at another parking lot SoFi SoFi was the biggest parking lot I've ever seen not even close and they're not even allowing tailgating so for those who say well JT you know I don't get how you tailgate in Vegas what are you talking about walk around the stadium there's a ton of tailgates and it's getting bigger and bigger they're building establishments and bars and other things that are happening so there's a lot of opportunity to jump in and have a good time you just got to look for a tailgate if you don't have friends to tailgate come to the J lot and just come on in, and someone will give you a beer. Someone will give you a beverage. DJ Mike's out there playing. Gorilla Rilla, Senor, Violator. You can get photos with all them and have a really good time. That's what it's all about. There's a lot of fun to happen right there as we keep going. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. My good friend Steve Levy, who has a brilliant broadcast career, he's calling this game, which is fantastic. And he's in studio here. How cool is this, Steve? All right. How, how late was the coach for you guys today? Uh, coach was. <laughs> I was, told you. He was a few minutes. Only a few? But I, it made it better. It gave me more prep time. How are you? Lewis and Orlovsky were just grilling the poor guy. So I'm good, man. It's great to be here. You know I love this town. And uh, I didn't realize I'd be here twice in a you know, three-day span. Uh, but happy to be back and uh, and looking forward to a good game on Saturday. Awesome. You just had the game, the Niner game. What a and great you were game. you doing it on radio. Yeah. It was. Give me a couple of big-picture takeaways. When you saw the Raiders come out with Jarrett Stidham and then easily go down the field and score right. early in that game. You know, you look at that as a pregame setup and you're thinking, you know, here's Stidham. And he's obviously a capable guy, but he's, you know, he's never done it. His first career start. And... Why don't you go up against the best defense in the NFL? I mean, that's, you know, and that pass rush and, and everything. And I actually, I thought the Raiders did a great job against Bosa, really, until the last interception. That was, that was Bosa's best play of the game. So, but I was impressed by Stidham. Uh, I was impressed by Devontae Adams. I mean, look, you know, I guess you could say about a lot of the games this season for the Raiders. Raiders could have won that game, and I would maintain that against you know virtually any other opponent, they probably do win that game. That's you know that's the 49ers, and 
they might be a Super Bowl favorite. As a sports center anchor for all those years and now a play-by-play voice, when you look back at this season with the five blown leads in the second half, yeah. you know Raider Nation, they're looking, well, give us the Arizona-Kyler Murray game and at least give us the Baker-Mayfield game. I'm naming those games against yeah. those quarterbacks because yeah. they were miraculous. If the Raiders catch two of those five or three of those five, it's a completely different season, Steve. There's no chirping in the background and everybody's kind of yeah. talking about the Raiders on the doorstep of the playoffs. Totally agree, and I I asked uh, Coach McDaniels that same question this morning. You know, all these NFL head coaches right there, I don't know if they're brainwashed, but they're so tough, right? Rough, tough exterior NFL head coaches. You are what you are. Your record says you are and all that. And I, I said, you know, Josh, you're a human being, though. There's got to be there's got to be a piece of you that says, you know, a couple of these go our way. It's an entirely different season. And so, you know, he sort of admitted as much, but went right back to rough, tough coach. Hey, all we can do is worry about, you know, Kansas City this week. But there's no question. And listen, that this is the league, right? These games come down to one play. It's the reason we all love the league so much. Um, but jobs and fates are determined. Yeah. Based on winning records, right? I mean, you know, Derek Carr's not in this spot. You win two or three of those games. So um, so it changes everything. I think it does speak of, uh, of the maturity process, uh, year one in McDaniel's system, whatever you want to call that. And, um, you know, they're signs. I mean, they're close. And, um, you know, going through some numbers, like Jacksonville had the worst record in the NFL last season. You know, they could be a division, they could be a playoff team, division winner, they win a game. So the NFL turns so quickly on a dime like that, and you can just sense how close the Raiders are. Steve Levy's our guest. I talked to Rob Ryan about it at a private event when he started with the Patriots. He was ready to leave to be a college coach, yeah. and he stuck around. Mr. Kraft wanted him to stick around for one more year. Patriots didn't play well. Next year, they won the Super Bowl. Right. Now, Dave Ziegler comes from that culture, even though he went to Denver for a bit, and same with Josh McDaniels. I want to stay with Coach McDaniels and the human side of him. Raider Nation doesn't see it. They don't see it because the Raider fans just care about wins and losses. Right. You talk to a lot of head coaches. Yeah. This guy loves this opportunity in this team. I think he's been snake bit with a couple of really bad luck losses. But are you sensing they're on the right track, even though this year the schedule and what happened is not panning out the way it looks? No question. And, and he, he does have a warmth about him. We got him smiling on our Zoom call this morning. We all we talked about it in the car ride over here to practice. Like, you know, really enjoyed our visit with him. And we've seen him in the past. You know, on Monday nights we got to talk to him as the offensive coordinator. And, you know, you're under Bill Belichick, and that's a little different kind of scenario. Um but I think, you know, Lewis being a former Raider and sure. Josh enjoyed talking to him. And, uh, and Dan Orlovsky said he, he geeked out or nerds out a little bit. He was given, which is, you know, Dan loves the game so much and was given a formations. And that got Josh smiling, the offense, hey, why are you doing this look and the, those kinds of things. So it was nice to see that, um, that side of, of Coach McDaniels. And, you know, you're right. Raiders fans probably haven't seen a lot of that. But, but winning will take care of that too, right? I mean, um, these guys bang their heads against the wall. It's such a hard league. It's so close. As I mentioned, it's one play, uh, bad circumstances, bad luck, a bad call, an injury. I mean, there's so many things yeah. that can work against you. And you get a season like this when, when so many things sort of you know pile up and have, and then, then you get a record like you have. Steve Levy is our guest from ESPN. you got a big job calling this game. It's a national game. It's the only game in that window. You've done a lot of big games. But this is your first play-by-play since Tamar Hamlin. And I want to know how that affected you as a father, affected yep. you as a sportscaster. And what did you think when you saw it on Monday night? And your peers from 
Scott Van Pelt to Ryan Clark to everybody yeah. who at least Salters who you know Great well. Job. Give me a big picture on what went on yeah. that night. So I'll tell you. So you know, my kids. I got young kids. I'm, I'm old and I have young kids, okay. and uh, I let them always stay up to watch the first quarter of, of Monday Night Football. And when I was doing it, I let them watch the first quarter of Thursday Night Football. Right. Uh. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the play happened in the first quarter. And so I had to explain that to my kids a little bit. My boys both love football. Even my daughter loves football, too. And uh, she's a massive Patrick Mahomes fan, wants me to say hi and all that stuff. So <laughs> I said, I can't do that, honey. Um, but so at the moment it happens, you know what? We really didn't know, right? I'm, I'm watching it like everyone else. Kind of looks like an innocent NFL play that happens 100 times a game. And then you could see the serious nature after that when he collapses back down. And, of course, uh, the camera work, our, our people did a great job. You know, you st- stay away. You don't want to see what's really going on. Plus, the team's sort of surrounded. Yeah, the CPR. Yeah, right? I mean, that, that, that's scary. But you could see the reactions on the players' faces, and that's when I, I put my kids to bed. I didn't want them to see any more because I couldn't be sure other than, hey, this is really serious. This is unlike things we see on a regular basis in the NFL. So, And the first thing, all three of them independently, the first time I saw him the next morning, how's he doing, is he okay, and all that stuff. So I think it hit my kids really hard, and I imagine there are a lot of kids watching, young kids, mm-hmm. and a lot of parents were in that same situation. Now, in terms of professionally this Saturday, had that same conversation with Josh Hoffman, my producer. How do we handle the first big hit of the game? Right? Interesting. The first, you know, the first you know, running back goes hard in the line of scrimmage. He's met immediately for no gain. Or a, a quarterback gets sacked. Or a you know, wide receiver in a prone position uh, hitting the secondary. You know, I'm an excitable guy. I think my style is sort of upbeat and exciting yeah. and all that stuff. And I probably got to tone that down the first time. And um, it's weird because, you know, you don't want to think about that in the game. Somebody's going to get hurt in this game. Now, it'll probably be a knee or an ankle or an elbow like we're used to seeing. And somebody will be treated and helped off or something like that. But the first time that hits, I think it hits a little different this Saturday. Yeah. And we are the first game. And so, you know, I don't think we're coming on the air with, you know, bing, bang, bong and, you know, all these great highlights and screaming and mu- loud music. I, I, think, I think tone will be very important for our crew you know, because we are the first game. Coming out of it, I think Ryan Clark had the tweet: the next snap uh, of an NFL game will be, you know, the scariest moment of, you know, you of my it. life or something like that. Steve so. Levy joins us. Thanks for sharing that yeah. cover of the paper today. Yeah, Las Vegas Review Journal. Tom Brady, Raiders target Brady. Yeah, so for your time in New England yeah. and in Bristol, it's coming. I think Jared Stidham deserves this window. Hang on, what's coming? Tom's coming or well, the talk? The talk of oh, Tom's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not putting my name on yeah. that, especially <laughs> in this building with Jared Stidham. And right. I respect Derek. You know how much I respect Derek we all over do. the year. But we you know do. you know Aaron Rodgers and the buzz two years ago with the yeah. yoga cleanse. Is he coming back? Brian Goodenkurse, what's going to happen? That was the story of the offseason. Right. You sense this Brady story in Vegas because it could make a lot of sense. It's going to be the big offseason story. No question. And I, I've been hearing it already You know, out here for three weeks and you hear whispers too and hey wouldn't rule out Jimmy Garoppolo either and look part of that is the ties to coach McDaniel so that makes some sense and Stidham New England and see all that so um you know I think Stidham's getting a fair look Mm -hmm. it's it's too small a sample size right Right. he was great last week he played a great game he could be great on Saturday again are you going to rest your entire season next year on a sample size of two games I don't know. And so that's, that's the tough position the Raiders are in. But, you know, Tom Brady for, for one year, if you feel like the, the weapons around him, the talent's pretty good, you got a lot of stars here on the Raiders that have a sort of two-year window. Yeah. 
in terms of signing, and I'm waiting for the Josh Jacobs extension. When's that coming? Do you have, do you have that over there? I will text work? you. No? I always okay. text when things are official, <laughs> Mr. Levy. You know right. that. Finally, yeah. tell everyone why you love Vegas. You're out here a lot. I'm going to the Golden Knights game tonight. Now, you listen, yeah. when a ticket opens up, a credential, they've been good to me. Yeah. You know how much I love hockey. I grew up an Islander fan. I cut the cord because this was easy because this was expansion. Yep. Inaugural expansion, so I didn't have to say I'm an Islander fan anymore. I said, no, I'm going all in. I love this hockey team. Yeah. I love the makeup of it. They always have stars. When they lost Flurry, it really hurt this town. Yep. Pacioretty leaves. They're trying to bring other stars in. Eichel's hurt now. Right. There's a hell of a hockey team here who's been taking swings at the Stanley Cup. Tell me about the Golden Knights. So uh, I've been a fan, obviously, of, of everything they've done. Obviously, their incredible run, you know, first season to go to the Stanley Cup final was terrific. Ob- the presentation is off the charts, arguably the best yes. in the National Hockey League, and that makes sense where we are. We're in Las Vegas, entertainment capital of the world. I'm a huge uh, uh, Butch Cassidy fan. We call him Butch. I don't mm-hmm. know if they call him Butch out yeah, here or they not. they do. Um, huge fan of his from his days in Boston. Uh, probably deserved a better fate with the success he had with the Bruins. And it's kind of interesting how Boston's doing so well, and people in the beginning they say, "Hey, Bruins, you know Vegas, that'd be an interesting, a juicy Stanley Cup final there." So it's a long season; uh, it's so wide open. Injuries play such a key factor uh, in the National Hockey League, but it's really home ice has become meaningless. Bud, I think, yeah, you know, in the playoffs, used to be a big deal, meaningless now. So it really, is just get in, get get that second wild card, whatever it is. Division winners, nice. It's you know some places they hang a banner for it, some places they don't. Really, just get in and get healthy, and then you go on a two month odyssey where it's wild. Last one with about a minute or so, if you can, on yeah. a personal note. What's next for you? You've achieved everything from Sports Center to play by play, all your other platforms. What do you want to do next? Because Vegas loves you here. Yeah. Our friend Linda Cohn's out west yeah. with some talent. You're a back east. What's next for you? You got young kids. What's going on? I'm really good, man. Good. I, like, I don't want I don't want to change a thing. Uh, ESPN has been great to me. They've been How great to years? my family. I'm in my thirtieth year now. Wow. Thus the gray hair. 30 years. Not wearing makeup right now. You look great. Look at this. It's been a blast. They've been great to me. And really, I'm in a great spot. I get these, you know, this second NFL package. Uh, lead studio with Messier and Chelios on the NHL. I mean, that's pretty cool to sit next to those guys. I, I, I want to do a podcast with you on what's yeah. it like to go out with those two yeah, guys. It's Especially che- yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but you're in a good place. All, all good. Uh I've always said I'm the luckiest guy in the industry, man. I've, I've caught a lot of breaks. You're a good man. I will see you all throughout the weekend, and have a great call on Saturday. It's okay. a big deal. Appreciate you as a friend and all your help. Thanks. You got man. it. That's Steve Levy. When we come back, Kevin Bollinger in studio from Fox 5. And we'll get out of here on a big day. We had Josh McDaniels. We'll play that tomorrow and all of our conversations as it's Chiefs Week right here from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We'll come back with Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5. In the right corner for Smith. Carlson checks hard against the board. Centering try. Colasar. Now it's a shot. Score! Riley Smith. Vegas takes the lead. And Riley Smith rips it home. His 18th goal of the season, leading the Golden Knights. 
Golden Knights Radio, Dan Duver on the call. Let's get right to Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5, joins us in studio as he sees Steve Levy going out. Kevin comes in. I appreciate everything you've done. Serious question. Let's get into DeMar Hamlin and how his injury, now that he's awoken, seems like he's getting better. How do you think that affected the Vegas Valley here as a football community from middle school to Bishop Gorman and Liberty? And the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, I think it shows the importance of having the quality staff on the sidelines that can react to that situation. Those guys were right on top of him in terms of getting him medical aid immediately. There was a pace to what they did. It wasn't just kind of, you know, they always run out there, but you could tell the sense of urgency. That kind of thing can happen at any level. And so uh, it, it is important to have those skilled trainers or if we could have doctors uh, on the sidelines for the high school games and, and even on further down uh, super important part of the game uh, I, I think uh, moving forward that's going to become uh, something that's talked about a lot more and you know this from being a reporter before you became a sports director when you did high school games you go to a high school and the first thing you see in the end zone is the ambulance right or just outside now you think of defibrillators and people who need to i was telling my wife and kids we're all going to take a cpr class again because of this just to get up the speed on that they did a wonderful job but i knew you were covering it here and what was it like in the locker room and the live hit you did this week because we got a football game to get ready for on saturday you know it's one of those things that certainly it has the attention of every nfl player they all saw it it's been discussed a lot the raiders did bring in their medical doctor, uh, Dr. Singh, who came in and addressed the team yesterday morning when they came back in the building to start the week, explained everything that is going on that was known and then answered all of their questions and basically opened up a, a dialogue for the players to get a comfort level with everything that they saw happen and could it happen again uh, going forward. And I think that that gave the players a lot of comfort in getting back on the practice field and being able to play this Saturday against the Chiefs, getting uh, the medical side of things as well. Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5, proud partner of the Raiders. So the game, it's to me, it's about Kelsey. He had four touchdowns on 25 yards. I've never seen that before. I don't think it's ever happened again. So they, as Coach McDaniel said, they did a really good job on him the entire game inside the 20s. They just couldn't stop him in the red zone. Why wouldn't Andy Reid call those same exact plays considering the Raiders are several men down? Well, especially with the personnel the Raiders have that's uh, even you know a lot more depleted than it was in Week 5 when they played in Kansas City. Kelsey's a matchup problem for all teams. He has always been a thorn in the side of the Raiders. They have a hard time matching up with him, and the, the Chiefs have always done a great job of exploiting that against the silver and black especially, and you can bet that it's going to certainly be in their red zone package again. Uh, until the Raiders can figure out something that they can do to kind of match up a little better against him. I just had Steve Levy in here, and I showed him the cover of the paper, Vinny's column on Tom Brady. And, look, you're a content provider. You're a proud partner like I am. We know how to handle this. You can't make it Brady, Brady, Brady. There's more football left to be played. We have respect for Derek, who's still under contract, and most importantly for Jarrett Stidham, who can have a monster game against Kansas City. But once... Brady was let out of the cage today with the local paper and other shows are talking about it as a content provider. It's a lot of content. Yeah, I mean, the, the offseason uh, is going to be a circus, uh, and, and Raider Nation's not unfamiliar with that. It seems like there's <laughs> always something going on, but this quarterback situation is going to be interesting with two former Patriot quarterbacks who played under McDaniels and Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo that'll be on the market 
Uh, it's going to be uh, fascinating to see how things develop and then what they do, of course, with Derek Carr as well. There's a lot of dominoes to fall, but you would have to think, you know, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, both extremely bright people, they have plan A, plan B, and plan C already in place in terms of moving forward before all these started to begin. a very good point you make because Stidham was under Brady in New England, and we have to remember that. We're looking for people that have been under the McDaniels system. Well, Stidham has been there the most over the last couple of years. Every practice, every play, every meeting room. We know Brady and we know Garoppolo, but, wow, Stidham fits in perfectly because of his exclusive work with Josh McDaniels. No question. And it doesn't mean that the Raiders can't still keep Stidham, bring in Brady or Garoppolo, and still draft a quarterback that they can cultivate. Whether they go with three quarterbacks or keep somebody on the practice squad with the expansion, there's opportunities to bring a young quarterback along if they decide to, to go that route and keep Stidham and then also bring in somebody off of the free agent market or through a trade. Now, you know I like to exaggerate, but I'm always honest. With F1, countdown to the Super Bowl, people in this town don't realize what the Raiders are going to be doing counting down to their Super Bowl at their stadium. It's going to be marketing like you've never seen. Hopefully the Raiders are in contention for that. F1, you're going to Daytona to start the NASCAR work ahead, most likely the Combine, and you'll be at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it's important for us to be at the Super Bowl this year. Number one, it's on Fox, which yes. uh, obviously plays to the mothership uh, with what we do. But we want to give the people of Southern Nevada a feel for what it's going to be like here next year. Yes, We're going to focus on the game, of course, but we also want to give the bigger picture of this is what you're going to expect a year from now, because it is unlike if people have not been to a Super Bowl, anything that they've ever seen. There are going to be things all over town. Some of them are going to be free options for mm -hmm. families and kids to go to as well. It's not going to all be pay for, for play kind of a thing. And I think that uh, to, to give viewers a feel for that, super important for us, which is why we're going to spend some time in Phoenix. And you did that with the NFL draft. The NFL draft was a really good walkthrough for what the Super Bowl could look like with the footprint on the strip, right? No question. And, and, you know, things will be a little more spread out with the Super Bowl because there's more activity. But you're talking like huge radio rows that, you know, will either be in the convention center or maybe even T-Mobile Arena. Uh, and, and in terms of community service type things that the NFL brings in as well, it's just a huge undertaking. It's going to be fantastic for the city. Huge economic boom for Las Vegas. Thank you for coming in, Kevin. Always Appreciate it. You going to the game tonight? I'm going to the Golden Knights with the wife. I'm ready. And then we got the Daily Double on Saturday. Raiders at 1.30, Golden Knights and Kings at night. Wow. The double. We're doing Look the at double. that. Too bad I got to do the hour and a half post game. But if they win, I'll go two hours. There we go. Thanks to Kevin Bollinger, Steve Levy. And how about Levi Edwards and Lee Sterling? Man, Bobby, you threaded that needle. Thanks, Alexandra, who got us in studio. I really appreciate that. And I always appreciate being in the building of the Raiders, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Cue on deck. Have a great day, everyone.